My name is Milian Mori and welcome to our podcast Warrior Family. We are a family of successful entrepreneurs, visioners, hustlers and leaders. We are compassionate, loving, fearless and determined. We fight for love, profits and a better world. And this podcast was made for future leaders, entrepreneurs, world changers and families all over the world. We gained our wealth by running one of the best network marketing companies in Europe and successfully coaching and speaking empire. Our stories, tips will show you that everything is possible. And this podcast includes all the best sales, marketing, relationship, personal growth and health advice you can get and interviews with the most successful people in the world. Our motto is, my business is not my family. My family is my business. And we are here to show you how to have it all. Hi, everybody. This is Warrior Family and I'm Smilian Mori. You are here because, my friends, you believe that we can all create and live the life worth living. But in order to do this, we have to do something about it. And the purpose of my show is to introduce you to my guests, to their beliefs, to their habits, to their hacks, so you can create the life worth living. And today I have a special guest. He is from Malaysia. He is the founder of Mind Valley. He is the author of the book, The Code of Extraordinary Mind. He is leading the organization of 200 employees from 40 different countries. He is also a philanthropist and he is also my inspiration. Welcome, Vision, to my show. Thank you so much, Smilian, and congratulations for what you're doing in Slovenia. I've oh. seen the, the incredible pictures of the huge amounts of people that you bring together so that they can transform their lives, and it's very Thank impressive you. stuff. Thank you, Vision. You have nice memories uh, about Slovenia. Yeah, yeah. What happened in Slovenia? So, so in 1997, when I was a college student, I backpacked across um, the former Yugoslavia. I was working as a photojournalist, and I was actually doing an exhibition mm -hmm. on Yugoslavia post-war. So I spent a lot of time in Slovenia, Croatia, uh, in Sarajevo. Uh, I had an exhibit. I was only 21 years old, but mm -hmm. I had a black and white photography exhibit. Um, so that was 1997. Now, my other interesting thing that happened in Slovenia is um, that is where I, I kissed my wife for the first time, wow. the woman who is now my wife, yes, right? Yes. And that was in, two, in the year 2000, so that was 18 years ago in Porta Rose. I met this Estonian girl at a conference in Porta Rose, and we ended up kissing by the sea. And then one thing led to another, and now we have two kids together, and I'm here in Estonia. Well, I have a very personal question. How much time did it take you for... To, to kiss her from the time that you met her and to kiss her in Porto Rosh for the first time? Two years. Two I, years. I'm really slow. <laughs> Brother. Really, really, really slow. You are, you are better than me. I needed six months to kiss my wife, Helena. Six months? It took yeah. me two years. Yeah, yeah. So, you, yeah. you were really shy in the, in the college. You, you had this one of the limiting beliefs was that you are not beautiful. I, I heard in some uh, I was interview. very shy. Yeah. 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 So it took you two years. So let's jump into the, into the question that uh, most people want to ask you about family. Right. You know, I, I have kids six, no, Samuel, my son turned seven yesterday. And my daughter Sima, she is eight. So I always have this feeling that I'm not enough, good enough father. What is for you being a good father? You are so busy running companies, different projects. You have kids, Eve and Hayden. How old are they? So Hayden is going to be 11 this year. Okay. Eve is going to be 5 this year. Okay. So 
how do you balance business and personal life? So would you like me to answer the fatherhood question first? Yes, please. So it's interesting because as we are sitting over here, we just finished a full day of learning from America's, mm -hmm. um, one of America's top conscious parenting experts, Shafali Sabari. Mm -hmm. She was on Oprah multiple times and I actually just came here straight from a workshop that she was doing mm -hmm. for parents and their children. Mm -hmm. So I was there with my kid, right? Mm -hmm. And so what makes a good parent, a father or a mother? I think, I believe, and again, I don't have all the answers because I'm not a parenting expert, mm -hmm. but I believe it is how well you let their, your children create their own healthy beliefs of the world, mm -hmm. rather than imposing your beliefs on them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I learned from Shefali that we should not force our children to be a certain way. We shouldn't force them into a certain job. We shouldn't even force them How do do that? into yeah. a certain religion. Well, what she says is understand that your children are not yours. They do not mm -hmm. belong to you. Like the great Sufi poet Rumi said, your children are not your children. They come into the world to pass through you, but they chose you. And your job is to simply let go and let them live and create the life that they want to live. Mm -hmm. And so to be a good mother, to be a good father, do not push your children. Most parents, according to Shafali, they are creating their children and pushing their children to basically heal themselves because wow. they want to make sure that they did better in school. They want to live through their kids. And she says, that's the worst thing you can do. So when you listen to, to her lectures, did you see that you are doing some mistake? Well, I've already been studying this, okay. but before I started studying this, absolutely I was doing mistakes. So wh what are some of the things that we shouldn't be Well, doing? for example, we shouldn't push our kids mm -hmm. to, if a child comes home mm -hmm. from school, mm -hmm. the child has just been in a classroom for six to eight hours. And what do we do? Rather than give them space to just relax, to do what they will find joyful, mm -hmm. we immediately tell them, okay, you gotta do one hour of homework before you go to bed. Mm -hmm. Okay, you gotta finish all the food on your, on your plate. Mm. And she says, relax. Like, what, what is that food on the plate that they have to force themselves to eat, right? Why, why homework? What is that homework? Do you realize that by pushing them to do homework when they don't like it, you are creating in them um, dislike of learning a dislike of school. And so, for example, when I grew up, I remember I have an aunt who would make me finish everything on the plate, hmm. right, as a child. And so it was horrible. I had to eat all of my peas. I had to eat all of my vegetables. And when she wasn't looking, I would go and I'd throw it out the window. And, and that's just an example. When your kids, sometimes you're being you have so much pressure placed on you, especially from well-meaning parents. And what Shafali is saying is just relax and let go. Your children are not your children. Let them create their own life. Do not create meaning around the things that they do. Excellent. You know, traditional school system, we are here in Tallinn. This is the second Mind Valley University campus uh, where you bring people from all over the world to, to learn from different teachers a whole month. Uh, what is the purpose behind this? Is this the answer from your side to the traditional school system? Yes, because I believe that traditional universities are no longer relevant. Mm. See, today, it doesn't make any sense to put someone on a campus for four years and expect <laughs> that that 
will solve all of their problems in life when they emerge, that mm -hmm. that will help them get a job, that that will help them be successful, that that will help them become a contributing member of society. It doesn't make sense anymore. I believe today there are different things that we need, mm -hmm. right? And if you look at the world today, you'll notice some really interesting things. There's an epidemic of loneliness. In the Western world, loneliness mm -hmm. is up 300%. And loneliness, according to Harvard Business Review two weeks ago, is worse for you than smoking 15 cigarettes a day. Now, another epidemic is the epidemic of depression, of mm -hmm. stress, of anxiety. According to Gallup, 87% of people around the world dislike their jobs. Mm. And even in a rich country like America, 54% dislike their jobs. So what are we doing with we our education school. system? If people are coming out and they are lonely and they are sad and they dislike their jobs, that's broken. And when something is broken, you cannot let it continue. You gotta, you, you, mm -hmm. you, you gotta question it. That's what we're doing with Mind Valley University. How can we create a university where we help people address the issues that really make, that, that are the biggest challenges in life? We help people address anxiety, mm -hmm. learn how to, how to have positive optimism so that when they are sad, okay, they know that things are going to get better. They know how to deal with their emotions. We connect them with a tribe of like-minded people so they never have to be lonely again. We teach them transformational education so they can go out there and not just create a good job for them or get a good job, but actually live a good, happy, conscious life, right? right? So we're trying to teach people the skills that traditional universities don't teach. Traditional mm -hmm. universities teach you things that, honestly, Today, you can Google on your smartphone, but they don't teach you what really helps you live. For that, we need the type of education that you provide, that I provide, transformational education. This is what we're doing at MindValueU. Now, we don't do it for four years. Okay. We do it for one month every year for the rest of your life. Mm. So that's the first difference. We have twisted the time scale, but there's a second difference. The students here, come back every year. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You could start at 40, you could come back 20 years mm -hmm. later at 60, right? Wow. Coming back every single year. But as you go through life, you bring your family, mm -hmm. you, bring your, you can bring your grandparents, you can bring your children, and there are classes for them as well. So you learn as a family. The young people can learn from the older people. The older people can learn from the young people. I just came from a class where I was taking the class with my 10-year-old son, right? And that's the most beautiful thing. You're going back to school with your kids. So this is probably one of the rules, how you call it. Right. Bullshit rules. Right. Go to school and get a job. Yes. My father always told me, go to school, be good, and get a job. Right. And it, 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 it applied, probably, when we were growing up. 40 years ago, that made sense. You quit the Today, job. After, it doesn't really make sense. You quit the job after 11 months. Uh, 11... Well, well, yes, you're, you're, you're talking about my story yeah. in my book where I spoke yeah. about working very hard for five years to become an engineer, to get a job at yes. Microsoft, and then I quit after 11 weeks, realizing it wasn't for me. And, and that happens to many of us. We spend so much time chasing what we think is right, only to end up waking up one day in our 40s going, why is my life so miserable? How did I end up here? Hmm. And often at that point, it's, it's, it's tougher to shift. So why not? Try to truly find what you love. Truly find the transformational use skills you need to live a healthy, fulfilling, happy life at an early age. That's what we're trying to do here. So what are you going to do? Your kids will be 15, 16 in our country. When they turn 16, they have to go to the, what do you call, like middle school. I'm fighting with myself. I already sent my daughter and son to the Waldorf school, which is 
you know, which, well, is, which is yeah. different than, than any other school. Yeah. And what should I do when they will be 15, 14? Should I send them to the four year whatever well, why, behind why, the wall? Well, well, I think what you should do is ask them what they want to do. Mm. I think we underestimate mm. how intelligent and wise and mature our children are. And you should ask them what they want to do. And if they say, look, dad, I don't want to go to school anymore. That's fine, right? You want to may maybe give them certain skills, mm -hmm. teach them the ideas of entrepreneurship, the ideas of finding a good job, how to find their vocation. You want to teach them the Japanese concept of ikigai, how to find work that you love doing, mm -hmm. that can contribute to the world, that can get you paid, and that you can be good at, mm -hmm. right? And that's it. Don't try to do too much. And, and, and I think those are the things that people really need to have a fulfilling life. Your job is not to make sure they can learn to play Mozart on a piano or to make sure that, that they um, have a degree in law or engineering. If my children told me at 15 or 16 that they wanted to drop out of school, that would be their choice. You would say yes, okay. Yes, I'd say yes, okay. Would, you would say but I would then... also say these are the things that uh, that you, you must understand that there are certain skills that you, will, that you may want to choose and you decide those skills where you can get paid, where you can make an income. And if you want to be a person who is mega rich, that's your choice. If you want to be a person who is just living comfortably as an artist or a, or, or, or a poet or as a gardener, that's your choice. Our job stops at teaching them how to be a good individual, how to give them good character, how to help them discover their values, how to help them... Help them the, um, create their beliefs and help them survive in the world mm -hmm. and then let them go. How do you balance your life? You're so busy, so many projects, so many boards. No. How do I when, when, when do you wake up? How many hours a well, day? Well, it's very easy have? because I block off 60 hours a week for 60. work. 60, okay. Yep, I don't work more than 60 hours a week. So I block off 60 hours a week mm -hmm. for work, um, an hour to 90 minutes every day for my personal growth. Mm -hmm. And that gives me enough time to do everything I need. In the morning? Yeah. So wake up, you do your morning routines? I wake what? up, I meditate, I might go to the gym, I make myself a, a healthy shake, or mm -hmm. I practice intermittent fasting, mm -hmm. I might listen to a podcast or Mind Valley Quest, I might mm -hmm. write a bit for my next book. It's my personal growth ritual. Then I go to work. I don't start work typically before 10. Mm -hmm. and, and then, then I'll come back until... at 7. Uh huh, at 7. Yeah. Okay. What about? Because you work on different projects. How right. do you structure your days in a week? Like one day you are working on this project or the second project. Well, or I, you, I can, you can switch between projects. I switch between projects. I, I work on what I know is bringing me passion, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. What I'm excited to work on. And if it isn't exciting me, if it isn't, make, if it isn't fun, if it isn't bringing me passion, I find someone mm -hmm. who enjoys doing that. Mm -hmm. And I have them do it. And they become part of the team. What is one productivity tip that you can share with me and my, uh, my followers? Well, a, a big productivity tip mm -hmm. is, to, is to identify the aspects of your job mm -hmm. that you are not good at or that you don't enjoy doing mm -hmm. and find someone who can take, take control of that so that you are constantly focused on what, what gives you joy, mm -hmm. what you're good at, what you can be best in the world at. So that's how I went from having a business that was just me, mm -hmm. to a business now that has some 300 people globally. Already 300? 300. 300, not 200. Yeah. So how do you manage all these people? 
Um, it's very easy. Like the best people don't need to be managed. They have their they have their KPIs. They have their goals. They have their projects, and they they are self motivated. But you you have meetings with them, or you have key people. Yeah, that yeah. You talk with but them? but not that many meetings. Um, we use certain tools to stay in touch. We use Slack. Mm -hmm. We use WhatsApp. Mm -hmm. We share ideas very rapidly. Mm -hmm. We try to avoid too many meetings because the people are scattered all around the world. Mm -hmm. And we communicate in uh, Slack groups and WhatsApp groups. Mm. Social connectivity. Can you explain and talk more about that? What is social? Social connectivity is a concept, um, I believe it by Sean Aker, the Harvard psychologist. Mm -hmm. And social connectivity score basically is the score of how kind and friendly and, and helpful you are to your coworkers. Mm -hmm. And what mm -hmm. Harvard University found is that the people who score in the top 25% of social connectivity score are 40% more likely to get a raise that year. In the job? In their job, yeah. So what it means is that if you want to succeed in your job, be kind, be helpful, be friendly. Those are the skills that matter in today's workplace. Not, not competing. Competition is not the best way, no. That, that can create a very dysfunctional organization. Goal setting. What worked for you in goal setting? Um, you know, you, you have so many courses out there. Like yeah, well, well what works course. for me, what, what works for me in goal setting at a basic level is the three most important questions. At the highest level is Lifebook. Mm -hmm. So it depends, right? If you want a really good basic free goal setting methodology, look at the three most important questions. If you want to, if you want to treat your goals the way you run your business with a concrete process, then you would do Lifebook by Mind Valley. Jan Butcher. By John Butcher. John, yes. John. Yeah. So Lightbook and Mind Valley are, are um, one company. Mm -hmm. we, yeah. We work together. I signed up for the online yeah. course. Yeah. A week ago. Uh, what legacy do you want to leave on this planet? I want to create the biggest shift in human consciousness in a single generation mm. that humanity has ever experienced. You already did some something, some big things. Only so. three million people. Only I have three. Uh, we have three a million. billion. A billion. What is your goal? A billion. One billion. One yep. billion. And you grew, your goal to grow the, the, the Mind Valley University is like the first event was 300 people. Now it's 1,000 something. What is the next step? Well, it's going to be more. There are going to be campuses around the mm -hmm. world. The next step is a billion people. Okay. Well, it's not going to happen immediately. We're giving ourselves okay. 20 years, right? So you are creating also the, the school for the students. Right. How will this look like? Well, that's a secret. But, That's great. But the that goal, instead the of going we to the ask college, ourselves is how do we go from, from, from locations like this that can serve a thousand people to being able to serve a billion people? How we don't have years? the answer yet. No. But we have 20 years to figure it out. But everything starts with that goal. It's a great vision. Yeah. I have one last question for you. No, the, not, not the last. What is unfuckwittable? Unfuckwittable. Unfuckwittable means that you are not going to give meaning to your own life or define yourself based on other people's opinion or criticism or judgment or praise. Mm -hmm. It means who, who you believe you are, who you think you are, comes from within. Mm -hmm. And so you are more, you're less afraid to get on stage because you're afraid that you know, some people might not like your speech. You're less afraid to, to put a product out 
or to write a book because you might get a bad review. It means that you understand that other people's opinion doesn't have to define who you are. That's what being unfuckwittable means. So that's in the translation, it's like, I don't give a fuck about what you think. No, it's not that. It's that not. is more of a harsh thing because you okay. should care when people give you good feedback, okay. right? What unfuckwittable means is you do not, you, you do not define your self-worth. If people give you feedback, it's the book, it's not you. So, mm -hmm. so you could give us, I could get on stage and I could give a bad speech and nobody would clap. It doesn't mean I don't give a fuck. It means, hmm, something is up with the speech. I should go back and I should mm -hmm. tweak it. But it's the speech, it's not me. Uh -huh. You okay. separate who you, you are from personal. what you do, right? Because you know that if it's what you do, you can always go back and you can improve it. But it's not who you are. And so Unfuckwithable actually is great for feedback because you separate the feedback from yourself and you can improve what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Great. Last question. If you only had five seconds to live. Five seconds to what? To live. Right. What would you say to your kids? What would the last message, I call it the power message, the last message. What would the last message be to your kids? Something that they would remember till the rest of their lives. Something that... I'd say, hey Hayden, remember Star Wars and that scene when Obi-Wan Kenobi gets killed by Darth Vader? Remember, there's a truth in that. I am not my physical body. I'm going to be gone, but I'm right by you for the rest of your life. What would you say to Eve? Same thing. Wow. Thank you very much. Thanks. That's great to have you on my show. Hope to see you on Next Mind Valley University and on AFAST. Thank you, Spelly. Thank you. Take care. If you want more success tips, motivational stories, personal growth advice, incredible personal stories, and other useful life tips, follow me on social media. You can find me as Smilion Mori on Facebook and Instagram and Smilion Mori Warrior Family on YouTube. If you are in the MLM industry, visit my website smilionmori.com and start your six-figure business.